Hello and welcome to the You and Me Homestead podcast. My name is Delaney Drake. This podcast is about how our family turned our unused pasture land into a homestead and a sheep dairy. Each episode will discuss an aspect of homesteading or dairy farming that we are tackling that week, what we've learned, challenges and wins, and how we will be moving forward from that point on. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about the ongoing projects we have on the farm, as well as some of the projects that we are tackling in the near future. So one of the things about me is that I love projects. I am a list person. I love making lists. And I also love just having a variety of projects going on at the same time. I love feeling productive. I love at the end of the day seeing something that we did or that we're doing that is making progress. I used to be really frustrated when I was younger when I didn't have projects. I used to just go crazy. There have been periods in my life probably two or three month long periods of my life where like nothing happened. I didn't have a job or I needed some time to work on my health or we were in a transition period and I just felt unproductive and useless. And those are the days where I just completely get depressed. And so I love filling up my day with little projects here and there. And it drives my husband, I think, a little crazy because I've got a million projects going and not all of them have finished or are going to be finished. But he is very patient with me. And a lot of the projects for the farm are making progress. So I think that that helps him. He understands the method to my madness. So one of the skills that I talked about wanting to get better at is sewing. I have sewn in the past, but the extent to my sewing skills was I was in Girl Scouts when I was like 12 and I sewed a patch on a quilt, not even the whole quilt, just a patch. <laughs> I have made a Renaissance dress for myself when I was about 16, but I had help. My mom helped me figure it out and that was a long, long time ago. And I don't even know where it is. If I find it or I find the picture, I will definitely post it on my Instagram because I'm sure it's a hoot. I have sewn. I just, I would like to get better. I just acquired a sewing machine from a friend and I spent one night just trying to figure out how to thread it and what all the little pieces are. A lot of it was like, oh, okay, I remember this. This is, okay, yeah, I've done this before. But a lot of it was also like, oh my gosh, I feel completely lost. I'm Googling and YouTubing a bunch of things because I was like, I can't even figure out where this stuff is supposed to go. I figured out how to use the sewing machine and now I just need to, to actually get some projects done. Uh, a few of the projects that I will be tackling in the next few weeks are I, I plan to, and this is not necessarily on the sewing machine, but I do want to mend some of my clothes. I have a, a few jeans where the, the belt hoops have broken off. I have a few shirts that I really like that have holes in them that I haven't thrown away because I really liked them. And now I'm at the point where because I want to learn how to start mending clothes so we're not constantly having to buy new clothes, I want to use those as little projects, something to help me. Another thing that I needed to mend is uh, overalls. I have these really cute overalls that everyone loves. Everyone has always, anytime I wear them, I get compliments on. But the zipper broke. 
And so I need to take the zipper out and replace the zipper. And that's the one that's a little more complicated. And so it's a mending project, but that's that's something that needs to get done. The overalls have been just sitting in a pile somewhere. So I'm like, I need to get that done. They are not going to look pretty. <laughs> a lot of times when I have sewn things that are, are like mending, it's very amateur and it's like the needles and the stitches are everywhere. Usually I don't really care how it looks, I just need to get it on. And so I will be practicing maybe trying to make it look a little bit more presentable. But when it comes to, to mending, I, I'm not as careful. So those are usually easy projects for me to just kind of whip out and whip a needle and a thread out and just get it done. I just need to sit down and actually do it. The, the, the bigger projects that I'm working on is I would love to make my, my daughter uh, a little apron. She is such a little cook. She's only 16 months old, but she loves to stand with me and crack eggs and, and pour things into bowls. She loves licking like the cookie dough and stuff off spoons. And so she just has a ball cooking. And so I thought as a small project to kind of get my feet wet, I thought I'd make her a little apron. The issue I'm having is I bought a few patterns one that's an apron, one that's a dress, and I looked at it and I got very confused, and so I think that's kind of halted my progress. But I've kind of decided to just wing it for the apron, see what I can do. The apron, I just wanted a real basic one, and the one I bought at the store was a lot more complicated, and I thought I could kind of adjust the pattern as needed, but I just was so intimidated by it, I just was like, no, can't do it, I'm going to wait. And so I think I'm just going to wing the apron and just figure out what I'm doing on my own and kind of make my mistakes here and there. I wait, I bought way too much fabric because I think I've mentioned before measuring and math is not my strong suit. So I bought what I thought I needed and it ended up being way more than I needed. So I was like, that's great. I have an excess amount. I can make a few mistakes. Maybe I'll make two or three aprons and by the third one, it'll look decent. So that's my that's one of my sewing projects. I also bought a pattern that I am going to tackle. It's a lot more complicated, but I figured it doesn't need adjustments because I'm just kind of going to try to do it step by step. And that's a little romper for my daughter. I I am a little intimidated making my own clothes because women have curves and curves are complicated. <laughs> and so my plan was to start working on sewing some clothes for my little girl because dresses thank goodness like don't need curves on little girls and a lot of times if they're flowy it doesn't really matter and so I was like let's let's practice making clothes for her and then we'll advance to maybe making stuff for me we'll see so that's 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 a few of the sewing projects that are on the to-do list another project that I have been talking about. And again, a lot of these projects, you'll see pictures on my Instagram. The Instagram is you and me creamery, the U spelled E-W-E. And so if you guys want to see kind of the projects and the patterns and, and the materials that we're using for these projects, go ahead and, and look us up on Instagram. One of the things that I've been talking about is garden boxes, um, raised garden boxes. Our land is covered in stone. <laughs> It's not rocks. It's like under the ground. So like our land itself is flat, but you'll see pockets of, of stones. And then the, the places that you can't see the stone, if you dig just a little bit 
you'll find the stone. So it's going to be way too complicated for us to try to dig a bunch of holes in the area to, to find one patch where we can grow in the ground. So we're planning to do a few raised garden beds at first and see how successful we can be at growing that. And then we might start working on trying to grow in the ground. But for right now, it's the garden boxes. And one of the things that was left over from the previous owners was some metal sheets. And so what we're planning to do is to cut them in half because they're, they're pretty wide. And then to build a wooden frame for them and to make the long ends of the box with the metal and then have the shorter ends just be wood. And so we have the sheet metal, we need to cut them. We have we just bought a saw blade so that we can cut it. And then once we cut it, I can measure how long and how deep the metal is so that I can adjust how we create the box itself. So that's one of the projects. I really, really want that done before it gets too wet and too too cold, which I might have I might have missed that, but we definitely want to get that project done because it's one that's going to need to be started sometime early next year. And I have time to make them, but I'd like to just get them done and together so that we can start filling it with, with some dirt. There is a few places in our area that is giving away free dirt. It's just some person's property who just has a pile of dirt and I would love to be able to start filling in our garden boxes with some free dirt so that by the time we are ready to plant we're not frantic and having to go and buy a bunch of of dirt because we just don't have enough. So I would love to make the boxes so that we can start filling it with with dirt from around the area that's free. Another another project that is currently in the works but I also am planning to do a little bit more research on is composting. I've talked a little bit about how I got this wooden crate that someone got because they had some rocks shipped to their home and they decided that it was this awesome crate that they were just going to either put in the fire or, you know, give away for free. And so I I was like, I'll take it. And so we went and we got this awesome crate and we lined it with some gardening some of that that black garden mesh, and then we started filling it with compost. And while that project is currently ongoing, because we're filling it up, we're turning it, we're working on it, uh, someone on Instagram mentioned to me compost sheets, which I have to do a lot more research on, because I think it's basically layering a certain area of your property, of your land, or your garden with compost, and just kind of leaving it there. And while I think that's an awesome idea, because we have rock and we're not really be going to be growing into the ground, I'm a little curious to see if you can do it in garden boxes. It sounds like a, the theory is that it should be the same, that you can still nurture your soil by using compost. And it's basically making a sandwich. From what I can tell, it's just kind of layering dirt and then layering it on top with some compost, and then either planting the plants into the layer of compost or adding another layer of dirt and then planting in there. Like I said, I'm, I need to do more research, but that's, that's a project that we're looking into that's kind of an added project to the garden boxes. One of the, one of the projects that we are going to be working on over 
Thanksgiving week, Thanksgiving 2019. And by the time this posts, this may have been way, way after Thanksgiving. This is currently the week before Thanksgiving that I'm recording this. I just don't know when I'm going to post it. But what we're currently doing is we're working on mending some of our fence posts. We have quite a few posts that need to be replaced. And so we're kind of using our long Thanksgiving weekend to mend those fences. We, because of my food sensitivities that I've mentioned before, and the fact that all of our family is not in Tennessee right now, and a lot of the food I can't eat anyway, we just decided that because it's just the three of us, and our little one is not at the point where she's eating very much, she's still at that kind of picky phase, we just decided that we were going to use the Thanksgiving long weekend to be thankful for what God has given us in the land and to repair some things and to really put some effort into making the land ready for when we get sheep. So that's going to be a project that we're going to be working on that's going to be something that I've never done before. It's going to be brand new. I I think my husband has worked on fence posts and he's put some in. He sounds like he knows what he's doing, but I don't. (laughs) And so I'm going to be out there helping him as much as I can with a 16-month-old running around. We have a lot of, of potholes. Even though our land is flat, for some reason there's a lot of divots and the pasture land itself is not super flat. And so she has issues walking on that on the on the ground because she just keeps falling in holes. And so she doesn't love being out there. So we'll see how she does. But that's one of the other projects that we are currently planning for. We got to go get some of the fence posts. I don't know if Tractor Supply or any of those do sales. But it would be really awesome if we could we could get some discounts on on some of those items. So on, on top of the raised garden beds, the other thing that I'm currently working on up until probably next spring is collecting some heirloom seeds and some some just basic seeds that we are planning to plant in the coming year. I Like I said in the previous episode, I had collected some Girardale pumpkin seeds, and so I definitely have those. We bought some carrot seeds and some onion seeds, uh, both heirlooms, and I believe the Girardale's an heirloom plant too. And I'll, I might make an episode on the heirloom plants and describing kind of what they are, but they're basically kind of older plants that are, are passed down from generation to generation. The whole seeds and cross-pollinating and pollinating is a lot more complicated than I I previously thought. So it's definitely something I need to do a lot more research on, and and maybe I'll I'll make an episode on it and uh, kind of discuss a little bit more of what heirlooms are and, and what that means and things like that. But I love history. I was a history major with an English minor, and so the whole idea of heirlooms heirloom seeds having a history really fascinates me. And each seed seems to come with its own little story. And I really, really like that. And so I think we're going to do a lot of heirloom plants. I'm a little nervous because we we like our food the way we like it from the store, which is probably not the best way because it's not the freshest. But we, we don't love variety. <laughs> um, and so I'm a little concerned of, of kind of venturing into different plants because I'm just nervous that we're going to try a bunch and maybe not like them. But I'm, I'm being very hopeful and thinking, well, maybe if we grow it 
and we learn to cook a little bit better that maybe it'll it'll be beneficial for us in the in the future. I think I would like to go with an heirloom garden instead of just some of the basic plants. So I will definitely be keeping you guys along the journey for that because I'm very interested to see kind of what plants and what seeds I'm drawn to. That'll be a very interesting project is just seed collecting. I There are certain things that are called seed sharing. So you go on these websites or these groups and you exchange seeds for, you exchange the seeds you have for some seeds you want. And while I am, I'm very interested in that, I don't have a lot of seeds to exchange as of yet. The the Girardale pumpkin seeds, I just don't know if that would be worth someone's exchange. The other ones we bought at the store, we only bought two others. The Like I said, the carrot and the onion. I just don't know if that's something that people would want to exchange. But maybe they would. I don't know. I have to look more into that. But a lot of these projects, like I said, are, are ongoing. And so there's a lot of of research that we need to do and work that's behind the scenes that needs to go into kind of understanding this process and kind of working through it. But would love to to kind of start looking into exchanging seeds because I, I love the idea. If you go online, I mean, seed packets are pretty expensive, especially if you're going to go do the heirloom variety. So there's a part of me that's really really excited to be able to exchange it. <laughs> I I love the idea for homesteading, the barter system. You know, I have something that you want, you have something I want, and let's exchange. I don't think we're quite at the point where we have a lot to exchange. A lot of people exchange skills and things like that, and, and we just aren't at that level yet, and we don't really have goods yet. And so we're just not at the point where exchange is, is I think, possible. But you know, that being said, I'm, I'm going to reach out and, and see. You know, you never know until you try. So I'm going to be on the lookout for ways I can exchange seeds and, and get some, some really good ones in there that we can plant for spring. Uh, another project that is coming from the pumpkin that I, the Girardale pumpkin that I broke down about a m- month ago is I ended up with a ton of pumpkin puree. That is the stuff that you scoop out of the pumpkin after you cook it. So the idea for that is I was thinking of taking the pumpkin puree and and making some pumpkin flavored treats. Some muffins or cookies. I haven't tried making pancakes, pumpkin pancakes out of them, but I know I, I have eaten pumpkin pancakes and I liked them. And so the pumpkin, the pancakes I make is made with coconut flour, if anyone's interested because of my food sensitivities. And so that's why I'm a little nervous to add the pumpkin puree because the way you make coconut flour items is slightly different than with regular flour. And so the liquid and the coconut flour measurements are different. And so I'm a little concerned that adding too much of the pumpkin puree will wet it down too much. But so I, I'll need to do some research and some fiddling with with recipes on that. If I'm just making some muffins for people at like my husband's work, then I can just re- use regular flour. And I'm sure there's there's recipes online that that'll tell you kind of what to do for regular flour. And so I was thinking we could either just give them away for free and just be a thank you to the people at work at his work, thinking of sharing it that way or. I thought, you know, maybe offering them as a dollar donation and then offering to, if you want to, you know, give a dollar donation and then giving whatever we get from those muffins or whatever it is I make 
into some sort of charity for the Christmas season. I thought that would be really, really cool just it to kind of give them away for free, but also, you know, if anyone wanted to donate a dollar or something that they could and it would go to helping someone in need. Every year I've done Toys for Tots, and so that would be my my first choice, but I haven't really looked too deeply into it. I've, I've been kind of going back and forth on whether just doing it free or to ask for a donation. So it's one of those things I've got to kind of figure out and then we'll we'll move forward from there. The other, so another project we have, like I said, we've got a lot. Some of them are personal, some of them are, are for the field, but this one is for the chicken coop. We have five chickens currently and we have a coop that we made from a shed that we had that I personally think is really cool. We've never, I've never built a, a chicken coop before. So I think we did a really good job for, for never do, doing it before. But one of the things we don't have is a nesting box. We don't have a place for them to, to lay their eggs. And they're still probably two or three months away from laying eggs. I think from my calculations, it's, it's probably going to be January or February before they start laying. But like I also said, we would kind of try, like to try to get some of those projects done before it gets too cold and, and too uncomfortable outside. And so we're not exactly sure how we're going to do the nesting box. The chicken coop we have right now is a temporary situation. We are not planning to keep them in there. We are planning to have them be in a roaming chicken coop so we can move it around our, our land. Right now it's in a stationary chicken coop. And so we want to do a, a nesting box, but we don't want it to be a permanent solution. So we're trying to figure out what's a good way to do it as cheaply as possible to where it's comfortable for the chickens. And so definitely doing some research on that, but that's that's one of the projects coming coming down the line. And while these are a lot of projects that both my husband and I will be working on or I will be working on personally, there is one project that my husband is, is tackling right now that is just a solely his project, and that is getting our lawnmower fixed. When the previous owners left, they left a lot behind. A lot of it was trash, but some of it was, I think they left two or three lawnmowers, like hand-pushed lawnmowers, and... We were surprised after about a year and a few months of living in there, we went into a barn, a section of the barn that we'd never really looked into before, and we found a riding lawnmower. And so we sold the hand push ones because we just aren't, our land's too big for it to be really useful for those. But the riding lawnmower, he has decided to tackle and he's going to try to fix so that we have a riding lawnmower to, to use. The the biggest issue I think that he has right now with the lawnmower is the electrical. We went in and we saw, when we first went in to discover it, there was a, uh, a nest for mice. And so we're pretty sure that they chewed through some of the wires. And, and so we're not sure if the riding lawnmower is salvageable, but he's, he's doing his best to see if it is. And I think anything is salvageable if, if you're willing to put a little elf effort into it. So I'm hoping that we're hoping to get that working in the near future. But like I said, that's a that's a purely hubby project that I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. So that's for him. 
So all these projects are things that we are planning to tackle within the next three months. And I also wanted to talk about some of the future projects, some of the projects that we're planning to do post three months. <laughs> One of the ones that I didn't mention that's going to kind of bleed past three months is prepping for lambs. So obviously we are going to be doing some prep work beforehand with the fencing and some of the, the basic necessities for lambs, but we're planning to get our lambs late January, early February, and we're planning to get three or four of them. We currently have a dog barn, what we call a dog barn. It was used for dogs. It has individual kennels. And so we're definitely going to be using those and adding some, some hay and some things that they need to make them comfortable within the barn. But we also need to do stuff that is projecting into the future and into the when once they grow up and they're actually used. So one of the things that we are planning to do for them, uh, we will need to bottle feed them. We are not bringing their moms. And so we need to figure out a feed situation. We've talked about just hand feeding bottles, but I also have seen people do little rigs to where you don't need to necessarily be there to hand feed. I currently work full time and I will be working full time for the next few months, at least for the next six months. And so we need to figure out if we want to do the hand feeding. I am a nanny, so I have the flexibility to come back around like lunch and to, to give them their kind of midday feeding. But is that really the most efficient way to do it? Or if is there a way to at least hand feed morning and night and then maybe set up some sort of thing for to feed them midday so that I don't have to every day come back and check on them? So that's kind of the future projects that we're going to be looking into is, is just trying to figure out how to take care of them as effectively as possible and as comfortably as possible. One of the things we're hoping to do is once we have some lambs, I was hoping to have my sister who knows a lot of, more about sheep. She hasn't raised any yet, but she does a ton of research and she is close to having her own sheep as well. And I was hoping that for sort of a practice run that she would come visit us and be there for a few weeks to really take care of the lambs and to be there nonstop so that if any issues arise, she can either call me and we could run over or she can help deal with it. So that was sort of the the basic baby lamb, like the, the really young lambs, because we're going to get them probably at two or three days old. So they're going to be very, very young. And so I definitely wanted someone to be there 24 hours to help. And what, whereas I couldn't with work, I was hoping my sister could. She would love taking care of the lambs and getting a little bit more experience for when she ends up having her own sheep. Another one we that I previously mentioned was that we are planning to build a portable chicken coop. Right now it's stationary and we're not going to turn what we have into a portable. We have to build a portable one from scratch. And so that's one of the things we're going to have to do a little research on and, and figure out what exactly are our needs. How easy is it for us to transfer these chickens from one section of the property to another? They We have three different sections of pasture and it's all connected with a barn. That's how you tran that's how you get from like one side to the other is you have to go through the barn. And so we have to make sure that whatever we make has to is able to be transported from that point to the other. And so that's going to be a little bit more complicated. 
We either need to add gates into the fence that we have so that we not we don't have to use the barn, or we're going to have to open up the opening to the barn a little bit more in order to pass a decent sized portable chicken coop through. So that's that's one of those things that we since we have a chicken coop already, we haven't really thought and processed how we're going to do that, but that's that's one of the future projects that we're probably going to be tackling in the next year, year and a half. One of the projects that we started but we haven't quite finished is that we have to clear the land. We have a lot of overgrown grass and we had a friend come over with one of their machines to to cut down one of our pastures and about half of our second two of the two smaller parts, the two smaller pastures. And so they got through kind of the second one halfway and then they needed our friend needed to leave and so we need to finish clearing out that point the the second half of the second pasture and then we need to figure out how we're going to do the bigger pasture in the back so our pastures are kind of shaped like uh, an n if you're at the house it's shaped like an n you have the two small ones on the left and the right and then you have a larger larger section in the back behind the barn and so that one's going to be the one that's harder to tackle. There's a big pile of garbage out there that we're going to need to clear. We are definitely going to need to fix the fence posts on those. Right now, because we're planning to get sheep pretty quickly, we, we just need to fix the one pasture and maybe the second, you know, some of the second one. But eventually we would like the entire pasture to be prepped and ready for livestock. And so that's the future project is just working on, the current project is working on the first pasture. And then the extended project is to continue that and to completely fix the rest of it. And that's, again, going to be probably another year and a half. My family is going to move from California to Kentucky, and they bought some land and along with the purchase they also bought a few machines that will help with the land and so they've mentioned letting us borrow some of their some of their bigger machines to kind of help with that so we're we're waiting on that they're moving out in March and so we're thinking that that's kind of when we'll start kind of expanding and working on the rest but they're also going to be moving in, and so that it might push that back a little bit. We'll see what happens, but it'll probably be another year and a half before the entire field is completely ready for the sheep. But we're only getting three to four right now, and so we don't need a ton of space, just enough for those three or four lambs. And then we will expand as the flock expands. One of the biggest projects that we have going on is we are working on getting our barn completely ready to go and ready to have animals. Currently, we we have two or three outbuildings, including the barn, where electricity is supposed to extend out to. My dad came out about a month ago, and he's really good with electricity. And so he helped us get the electricity from the house to two of the outbuildings, kind of the smaller ones, and even out to the barn, which was a shock. That was like one of those dream goals that was like, if you could get it out there, then that's awesome. But it's not there. Our goal, our goal is the other two outbuildings. And he, but he managed to get electricity at least out to the barn. 
But the barn itself is a complete nightmare when it comes to electricity. There's wires everywhere. Nothing seems to know where it's going. And so that is a bigger project that we've got to figure out. What do we need out there? What is too much? How do we figure out where these wires are going? How do we figure out where we want the wires to go? And so that is that is a bigger project for us is just the electricity on the barn itself. That's not even including the work that needs to be done inside and on the building. This is just one aspect. The other aspect is fixing some of the doors. We have one door that is kind of hanging on one hinge that needs to be repaired. A lot of them need a little bit of TLC, just making sure that everything's hanging properly. We need to figure out how to lock some of the doors because right now we're just using big rocks to keep them closed and I don't particularly like that. I'd rather have a lock on the door itself so that the animals can't push it out and escape when we don't want them to. And so definitely want to fix that. We have water on one of the spigots outside of our barn, but there are pipes that are supposed to go through the barn. But for some reason, the water from the spigot, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, but from the spout, it's supposed to go throughout the barn. And for some reason, it's not. So we got to figure out why that, that water is not going all the way through the barn and where it needs to come out. And so we got to figure out the water, the electricity, the structure. We just got to make sure everything's fine. The ground itself, I think it's old and pocketed and it needs a little TLC and just kind of evening out the space. One of the little rooms to the barn, because it's got multiple, it's got kind of a main place for the animals to sleep. And then it's got a tack room and then it's got two other rooms. It's got a bunch of little rooms within the barn. It's a great barn. We're really excited about it. And the potential of what we can do with it is amazing. But one of the rooms was used for kitty litter. And so it's a huge giant kitty litter box that needs to be pulled out and just cleared out. I tried to go in there and clean it out a little bit ago and I saw giant spiders everywhere and I was just like, okay, no, doing this later. <laughs> um, this was not one of our projects that we currently need to work on, so I'll wait and just do it later because we probably need to bug bomb the, the room in order to just even get in there and fix it. And so it's, it's a lot of work that the barn itself needs and so that's... That's one of the things we'll be tackling is the barn itself is going to be a huge project. It's it's definitely something that needs to be done and it might be a little bit like the pastures where we get a little we get little pieces done here and there, but it's a you know a few years worth of uh, projects. The electricity itself is going to take a while. The the water could potentially take a while, a while depending on what's wrong with it. What we probably need to do right away is just make sure that the, the animals can go in and be safe and have some shelter. We have the barn, so we don't necessarily have little shelters outside the barn that the lambs or that the sheep can really use. So we either need to build some of those for extra shelter or we really need to make the barn functional for our purposes. The barn itself is attached to each of the pastures. So wherever the sheep are, we they have access to the barn and to shelter. We just need to make sure that whichever side we use, what we're using, is overall useful for, for the animals. And I, I had previously mentioned some indoor projects that we were working on, some of the, the projects for inside the house. 
Um, one specifically that I, I would like to do, I don't know when, <laughs> but probably within the next year and a half, is that I'm planning, we have a ton of, of kitchen machines. That's the blender, that's the air fryer, that's the ice cream maker. A lot of really large, large pieces that are just heavy and bulky. We have a, a cabinet that we put them all at the bottom, and I just don't love you know having to go down and pull them up. And we have a really long section of our kitchen that would be really nice to be able to have a shelf and kind of make that our our cooking machines bar, <laughs> I guess. Just kind of putting a bar and a shelf out there and then just having a bunch of the machines just sitting on top of it where they can are already plugged in or mostly or that their plugs are really close to the outlet and so that we don't have to constantly take them in and out because we use them all the time, especially with we're going to start getting sheep's milk. We're definitely going to be using the ice cream machine more. We would use the crock pot we have more often, I think, if it was more accessible and easier to handle. Um, we use the air fryer. So there's a lot of things that like, we would use more frequently, I think, if the access to them was better. And so we want to create some sort of shelf bar so we can put them all on there and then be able to have them go to the outlet. And then what I also thought would be really cool is that under the shelf in the bar, we would have different sections of trash. So we don't have trash pickup. We're just outside of the city of the county trash pickup line. Um, so we have to take our trash out to the dump, which is brand new for me. I am a city girl. I was like, doesn't the trash just always just come over and you know, your stuff gets picked up? That was not one of the things that we asked about when we bought our, our house because I just didn't think of it. And then we got there and we're like, oh, this may be a, something that we should have asked. But, you know, live and learn. And so we have a bunch of little trash cans all over the place that is for plastics, for glass. We don't use a ton of glass, so usually we don't do glass. But if we had a trash can for it, we might use it more, especially if we start doing more products for our own use. But what would be really nice is to, after, under the bar, have a really nice place where we can hide a lot of those trash cans because right now they're just all about have a place for cardboard, for plastics, for whatever else we need in order to sort our trash. Right now we've got two, we've got one that's hidden, but the other ones are just piles of trash that just keep piling up in a certain area and it's unattractive and it's ugly. And I just don't want to look at my trash every time I go into the kitchen. And so it would be really nice to be able to put the trash cans under that bar and then to create doors or something, sliding doors maybe, in order to get access to the trash when we need it but not have to see it all the time. So that's an, uh, that's an indoor project so that's kind of carpentry and, and something that I might need a little help with because... I want it to look nice and pretty, and I just don't know if we have the skills to make it pretty. <laughs> we have the skills, I think, to do it, but to make it look decent and nice, we may need a little help with my family. My dad has done stuff like that a lot. My mom does interior design. She's designed a few kitchens before, and so I think it would be really nice to have them come and, and help us uh, help us build that. Another project that I am tackling is these podcasts and the and working on our Patreon account. This is something that is so new to me and I am really loving the process of 
talking and I always thought that, oh, I wouldn't have enough to say. And then I get on these things and I, I'm talking and I, I feel very comfortable and it's exciting and fun. And it's like talking to friends. <laughs> and so it's just, it's been a lot of fun to kind of learn about the podcast and to work on making the the stories and the Instagram and Patreon and and podcast, you know, interesting and and something that you would like to listen to. So that being said, if you guys want to follow us some more, you can keep listening to our You and Me Homestead podcast. I am hoping to do at least two a month. Right now, I'm doing probably a little bit more than two a month just to kind of get my feet wet and get some practice in and just to kind of get some momentum. But I think it's going to be you know, every every other week that I'll be posting these. Please keep in touch and follow me on the podcast as well as following me on Instagram. Again, that's you and me, Creamery. The U is spelled E-W-E. And then if you guys want to join us on Patreon at the end of January, it's going to be you and me, Homestead. We'd love to have you in any form, in the podcast, on Instagram, at Patreon. We would just love for you guys to feel like part of the family and to join us along this journey. We are really excited about all the projects we have going and some of the ones in the near future. We are so excited and it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of work and probably some headaches. <laughs> but we're definitely willing and able to take on these challenges. And so we're so excited to have you with us. Thank you guys for joining us and God bless.